It's time for the Vinklecast NFL Best Bets Contest. A podcast so rough on the ears that you'll want to fake an injury to your ear canal just to get kicked off the subscriber list. Featuring, he heard about the sequel to Gnomeo and Juliet called Sherlock Gnomes with Johnny Depp and took it upon himself to come up with more gnome pun movie titles. It's Colin Burke. Plus, he thought he would be watching Martellus Bennett on local broadcasts all year, but instead he'll be watching him in the Super Bowl. It's Jack Anchelis. And now, next Saturday is opening day for deer season, so his mind is already long gone. That's north of the Mackinac Bridge and just south of heaven. For those of you that don't know nothing. That's right, he's got a case of buck fever. Holy what do we got bucks? Big as Buicks. It's your host, Joel Finkelman. Hello, everybody. Welcome into another edition of the Finkelcast, an NFL Best Bets Contest edition of the Finkelcast. Yeah, right before hunting season edition of the Finkelcast. So uh, we got to work on a couple scheduling things. We may be able to squeeze in one uh, next week. Otherwise, uh, it's going to be on a bit of a hiatus for a little bit. But, uh, you know. Thus is life. I'm uh, I'm not going to be around. I'm going to be in uh, northern Wisconsin and the UP for about uh, nine days. So good times. All right. Anyway, so let's get on to it. Uh, I know we, we're going to try to kind of get through this one a little bit quicker than we usually do. Uh, so let's see. We'll bring our guys right in right out of the gate. Uh, let's, let's start off. We're, we're going alternate order this time. So uh, last time we started with Colin, we'll bring in Jack first. Jack Anchelis. Jack, how you doing today, buddy? I'm good. I'm excited about having Martellus Bennett back. And I don't blame the man who signed up to play with Aaron Rodgers for not being happy to have to play with Brett Hundley. I mean, you know, he could have just stuck around because he was on under contract for three years and then could have had him next year. But I'm just, no, I mean, throw that out there. No, you only got so many years in the NFL, man. Yeah. You know, take it while you can get it. All I know is Ahmad Brooks says he talked to Martellus Bennett in the locker room uh, before this all went down and thought that his retirement stuff was total, like total BS. So whatever. Yeah. Whatever, I'm sure we'll get more into it. Uh, let's see, and then we'll bring in our other guy here, Colin Burke. Colin, how you doing today, buddy? Doing about as well as Martellus Bennett's shoulder now that he has cleared the Patriots' health evaluation. So that is a newly rejuvenated tight end for Tom Brady to throw to. I'm st- Okay, I have a new theory on this whole thing. Uh, I'm starting to think that the Patriots and the Packers got together to, to circumvent the NFL trade deadline. A little Netflix and collude? I think so, uh, because honestly, think about it. The Packers get to shed a bunch of cap uh, for, what, the next two years. Uh, granted, they can kind of get in back and forth whether or not they have to pay the signing bonus, but at the end of the day, the Green Bay Packers make a profit of $340 million a year, so they could give a rat's ass whether or not they have to pay the $4 million that they have to pay. I mean, they, they just really do not care. So either way, it's going to save them money because they want it to pay his next two years, Um and then, on the other hand, New England gets a guy that can help them, you know, help their offense get a lot better, potentially. I'm, I'm into this theory. Uh, hopefully, Martellus figures out how to catch a ball now that he's back in New England. Right? Good Lord. Uh, so, I mean, either way, this is all ugly and gross, and, and I kind of hate it. Um, okay, so wait. Before uh, before we go any further, i got to throw out the yeah. usual stuff. So, uh, check out the blog at thebig1070.com slash Joel. Uh, you'll see the podcast and other stuff that I like to put up there. You can follow me on Twitter at 
at, let's see, uh, what am I at? Oh, yeah, at Joel Finkelman. You can follow Colin on Twitter, at Colin Q. Burke. You can follow Jack on Twitter, at Anchelies. Uh, if you're watching the live stream, that's all can be found at the bottom of the screen that I'm pointing to right now. And you can find that at YouTube.com slash JoelDF, and you can subscribe there. I uh, also tweeted out the link, so subscribe. It'll give you little notifications when I go live. So there we go. Got through all that fun stuff. Um, I, uh, I refused to insist subscribe until uh crunk juice comes back on the channel uh, yeah the problem is i don't think that video exists anymore oh no the free the free crunk juice movement is real i i mean i'm with you i would bring it back but it's not there i can i can show you my computer if you want i mean it's a it's a deep and dark place i don't know if you want to go there but we'll see where is the original video file living uh i would guess on a computer that doesn't exist anymore oh because it was taken like 13 years ago so Brent didn't hang on to that uh, desktop in the old uh, second bedroom there. I think uh, if anything, he probably took it down to Ohio. But uh, anyways, oh, we're getting we're getting a little trip. we're getting a little deep Finkelman now. So uh, okay, I told these guys uh, we we had a little chat this week on our group chat about uh, Sherlock Gnomes, a movie that apparently stars Johnny Depp, and apparently it's not the first movie. There's like a couple of them. Um, cause there's Nomeo, right. Nomeo and Juliet. Uh, so very uh, into the extended gnome universe. I need to know more about these gnomes. Yeah. I also want to know how much he's getting paid to, for a movie that I don't know if anybody has ever seen before. Um, I'm also fairly certain having just looked at production stills of the movie that Sherlock gnomes is not a gnome. He is a person that the gnomes have contacted to solve a mystery. <laughs> Ser- seriously that's <laughs> i, I so think so now don't quote me on that i have done very little gnome related research is that's... this johnny depp as a real life person talking to a bunch of animated gnomes for an hour and a half or is it no i think he's still an animated per- it, okay it, it, he is a person character not a gnome character in the animated gnome universe that is oh. the, wow. the romeo gnomeo and juliet Wow. Based. Okay. All right. So so I came up, uh, we, we were coming up with some gnome puns for movies and stuff, uh, but I came up with some stuff for other genres. So for, for a song, I got Nomemian Rhapsody. That That's a good one. There's a, there's a nice light start. Uh, for a TV sure. show, a little gnome improvement. Bring back uh, Tim the Tool Man Taylor. Uh, a rapper, Sean P. Diddy Gnomes. Yeah. Easy. Easy. And then I hope- Not his name anymore. Well, whatever. No, no. Well, no, did love he say now. that was a hoax? Oh, he said that was not true. It's like Snoop Lion. Who the hell cares? Um, yeah. And then here's, here's this is my submission to the actual movie line that they could go down. How about some gnome word bound? Huh? Ooh. Yeah, that one's a good one. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even remember what the other ones we had were. Uh, Colin, the the you... two off the top of my head were uh, Gnome Alone, yeah. in which a, a gnome Kevin has to defend his toadstool from a couple of uh intruders and uh um what was he oh bionome bionome yeah. with Polly shore Perfect. yeah yes. by the way gnome alone they would probably have to clean up a little bit of uh, a few things there's a few things in that movie that aren't super pc nowadays um i believe the hard r word is used a couple times i could be wrong um Neat. Yeah, so there's that. Anyways, all right, should we go ahead and get out of our picks here? I, I know we're just we're just all talking BS here. Uh all right, so here's here's how this works. Uh every week we pick five games against the spread each. We keep track of our records throughout the year. So far records are not super great, but they're not awful. That's a glowing endorsement right there. Um I guess uh Colin, why don't you why don't you tell us how we all did last week, what our current standings are? The uh the standings are 
tight following last week. Joel, you went two and three. Jack, two, two and one. And myself, three, one and one. Bringing our very tight standings here. Uh, Joel, you are trailing at 20, 24 and one. Jack, two games ahead of you at 21, 22 and two. And myself, a game ahead of Jack at 22, 21 and two. Uh, only one above water here. Trying to stay above 500 this week. Yeah, it's been it's been a little bleak. I feel like every time I take one step forward, I have two bad weeks. So I don't know. I, I got to turn this around here. I think I like my picks, though, this week for the most part. Uh, all right. So we'll start off with the person who had the best record last week. So that would be Colin, followed by Jack and then me. So, Colin, why don't you go ahead and give us your first game? Uh, I, I looked at the list of games here and I saw several big spreads and none of them scared me away. And that's going to be kind of a theme of my picks here. I'm going to start off with Detroit minus 12 hosting the Cleveland Browns using the logic here. Cleveland is bad. The Browns offense is 31st in points per game and 32nd and third down conversions. None of this is news. We know that Cleveland is bad. They've only won one game the past two seasons. And I think Matt Stafford is finally hitting his stride this season. He's got a he, last game. He had 132 passer rating and about an 80% completion rate. I think he's able to throw all over Cleveland and Detroit takes care of business at home. Do you see the uh, stat that Detroit has not been favored by this much since like 1991? Does that, does that worry you at all? No, not, <laughs> not really. I, I think Cleveland is just that bad. And despite drafting a quarterback with their first pick last year, I think they're going to do the same this year. Wait, the last... Kaiser just does not look. No, they took Miles. Good. They took Miles Garrett. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, they could have taken Deshaun Watson with their second pick, but decided that wasn't a good idea. So whatever. No, he didn't look. He that probably good. would have torn his ACL before the season if you put in Cleveland. <laughs> probably. That's that's fair. Um, that's just the price of working in the factory of sadness. Yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, so, all right. So there's that pick. Uh, Jack did not have that game as well. So Jack, we'll go to you for uh, your second game. All right. Or your first um, game. Sorry. So keep the strategy this week because I haven't watched any football in about a month and I'm lost and I don't know that I'm about the football anymore. Wow. It's a good thing we have you on the pod then. Yeah. So I'm just kind of shooting in the dark here. Uh, There were exactly five games this week where the home team was the underdog, so I picked all five. There are actually six if you include the Thursday night game, which I decided to never take again. Yeah, that one, that one pushed last night, so I feel like that's a great sign. Wow. Um, so, first pick, I am taking the San Francisco 49ers getting two and a half points at home versus the New York Giants. Um, I believe we've talked about games like this before where it's a big pile of crap and a big pile of crap that's getting extra points. And so I'll take the big pile of crap that's getting extra points. <laughs> There we go. Uh, you know, it's crazy. Uh, we were chatting a little bit before the podcast started rolling about how this game is probably not the worst game this week, at least in my eyes. But it's pretty, pretty bad. Pretty, pretty bad. Oh, boy. I don't I don't know, man. I got to be honest. I uh, let's see. Oh, I thought I had this game. This was the game with against. Was it the Jets or the Giants? This one is the Giants. The Giants. That's why I was confused. Okay, no, I do not have this game. Uh, and then, Colin, you do not either. Yeah, I got to be honest, I, I stayed away from this one. It's it's tough for me to bet on the games that are really crappy. And with that said, I think I took the worst matchup of the week, potentially. So, cool. Uh, I, I'll, I'll go ahead and go next. And, and why, don't, why don't I actually go to that one? Actually, I don't, honestly, is San Francisco or New York, or, is that the worst matchup? That's gotta, I think so. 
I mean, it's either that one or the one that I'm about to pick, which is the uh, New York Jets minus two and a half on the road against Tampa. Tampa's without Jameis Winston. I believe they're without Mike Evans still. I think that got withheld or upheld. That is correct. He is still suspended. Yeah, so that's going to be a total mess for that team. Both these teams are a mess, but the Jets have actually kind of done some stuff this year, which is weird to say. I don't know, enough to potentially win by two and a half against a garbage team like Tampa Bay. So I got the Jets minus two and a half. I don't think any... Oh, no, no, sorry. Uh, Jack. Jack, you have this I game. Do. So so what I, do you got? I have the other side because the Buccaneers are at home and getting points. I don't like this one, but you got to follow the system. Yeah, that that's that's fair. Uh, that's fair. Uh, so hold on, let's see. Uh, I had to like type that all in and stuff. Uh, so what? This is a week in the NFL where there's one game with teams that are above 500. Um, not not pretty. Not this is this is a rough week for the NFL when you're trying to talk about ratings and all that good stuff. Sweetness. All right, Colin. Uh, let's go with you. Let's go ahead and take your second game here. Yeah, as I said, big spread, not scared of them. I'm going to take the Rams minus 12 hosting Houston. There's just no way Houston is able to keep up with this Rams offense, which is a very weird sentence to be saying in yep. 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, Houston has scored 7-14 and 14 in the two games that Tom Savage has started, so I look for that trend to continue, and this Rams offense is suddenly potent. It's not, it's not just potent, man. It's, I'm pretty sure it's the number one offense in the league. And their kicker is 24 of 25 and leads the NFL in scoring. I mean, dude, they just they just put up a ton of points. I, I have this game as well. I have uh, L.A. I've, I've been picking them the last couple of weeks now. Um, at least this is my second week in a row. I, I kind of jumped on the bandwagon because, honestly, I think if we had picked L.A. a lot this entire year, I bet you they would have covered a majority of their games. So, yeah, I got this one, too. I just think that Houston isn't capable of doing anything. I, I love how last week I picked Houston, like, what, minus 13 against the Colts, uh, and then the next day it comes out that uh, Deshaun Watson tore his ACL, and I had to stick with that pick, and it didn't work out super well for me. I know that's super shocking. But, but yeah, you know, what, what are you going to do? This week I'm going to go ahead and bet against them, try to get uh, try to get a little bit of fake money back on them. So there we go. I, I got, will say that I like this pick, even though I didn't pick it, because it didn't fit the system. But. Oh man! So you're telling me that we almost had a, a one, two, three here? This is. I could have. This is rough. This is rough. But it has been I a mean, long time when, since we had a consensus. When you guys pick. pick something and I don't pick it, it usually loses. So that's true. Yeah, when Throw Colin and I match up on something, it it we aren't a great tandem. Let's just let's just put it that way. Apparently, so let's see. We all have two games picked right now. So uh, Colin, we'll just go right back to you. Let's keep these big spreads rolling. I'm going to take Steelers minus ten at oh. Indianapolis. The Colts have a terrible defense. The Steelers' defense is much better. They have allowed 15 or fewer points in three straight games. And bottom line, Andrew Luck is not walking through that door for the Colts. Speaking of messes, what a disaster that's turning into. And now there's like talk about he had text messages with uh, some radio personality like at the start of the year, basically saying like there's no way he's ready. They're only doing this because of tickets. Like basically just admitting the entire thing. Uh, I don't know, man. The Colts GM, who's a former Badger, um, kind of looks like an idiot in this case. I got to be honest. He's not exactly doing him or his team a really a good job. Jim Irsay is a crazy person, so there's that attached to it as well. Yeah, yeah, good times. So let well, me here, Here's a fun idea. Where would the Colts franchise be without Peyton Manning if they had taken Ryan Leaf instead? Would they oh be my. like Browns level right now? 
Honestly, Maybe worse. I think we should just contract them. Honestly, I don't think there's anything that could be worse than the Browns in any scenario, but they would be pretty damn close. I mean, it would have to be 1A and 1B. Because honestly, I mean, if you remember, if you look at the drafts during Peyton Manning's time there, and you look at the drafts certainly in the last five, six years, or even, you know, since Andrew Luck's been there, that team has no talent at any position. And then they're without their quarterback. Of course they're going to be horrible. It's They haven't drafted anybody good in a long time. It's kind of weird. And I'm, obviously there's exceptions. They have talented players, but whatever. Remember when they traded a first-round pick for Trent Richardson? Oh, do okay. I? Maybe maybe the worst trade in the history of the NFL. Good times. It, Must be really fun. I mean, you, you, and you want to he talk was already butterfly bad. effect. Yeah. No, wait, what, Con? You want to talk butterfly effect? I don't. If Indy doesn't have Peyton Manning, I don't think they're able to build that new stadium, which means they don't host that Super Bowl. Oh um, boy! Oh, you're going big picture. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we can really go let these ripples go if you want. Uh, a lot of Big Ten title games aren't going to be played in a new stadium. Yeah, you never know. You never know. Good question. That's right. They might the have to play them at Soldier Field or something, and all of a sudden the the Badgers have probably won a couple because they're used to playing in cold weather. And oh boy! So oh, thank you, Peyton oh, Manning, for keeping the Badgers from uh, ever winning anything. Oh wow! <laughs> thank you, Peyton Manning. That was quite the leap. Good lord. <laughs> Uh, all right, so uh, Colin has three games. Jack and I both have two. Oh, so, I forgot that I I took the Colts in that game. Oh, you've just been sitting here trashing the Colts, and you got them. Yep, they are a home team underdog. Uh, so Jack, your your weird pick strategies have kind of worked over the last few weeks, right? Yeah, I feel like if you know if you pick all the same games, some of them have to work out. I'm not shooting for a hundred percent. I'm shooting for three out of five. That's that's true. I would love three out of five every week. But of course I can't do that. Why would I why on earth would I be able to do that? So all right, let's move on here. Both of my next games I know that either one or two of you guys have. So let's go let's go Jacksonville minus three and a half against the I was gonna say the Clippers, because I'm so used to seeing like LAC for LA Chargers and thinking LA Clippers. Uh but anyways, yeah, so Jacksonville, man. I was looking at Blake Bortles' stats today. He has like 10 touchdowns and five interceptions on the year. So basically, they just haven't asked him to do anything. I think I think Leonard Fournette is back from his team picture suspension. Uh, that's the last I've seen, so that'll help the team, obviously. I don't know how... He's got some snazzy new shoes that he tweeted about this morning oh. that feature street signs from New Orleans. He says, always repping. Okay. So hopefully he's back. Sure. Good stuff. Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny... I, I feel like Jacksonville's been like a trendy team to to bet on this year because I feel like there's still people who kind of just assume, oh, it's Jacksonville, they're terrible, but their defense has been so good this year that they've been able to just win games without, you know, because they aren't turning the ball over and doing really dumb stuff all the time. So, I don't know. I I, I like a, a, a Jacksonville defense. You got the Chargers going West Coast to East Coast early game, the Jack special. So I like that as well. I got Jacksonville minus three and a half, and I know that uh, Colin has this game as well. Colin, what do you got? Yeah, I too took Jacksonville minus three and a half, trying to capture a little bit of that West Coast team going East Magic. The Chargers really can't stop the rush. They've got one of the worst rushing defenses in the league. Leonard Fournette is well-rested. He's had two weeks off (laughs) following that suspension and the bye week. And the Jacksonville secondary is very good, should be able to stop the Chargers, who really seem to rely on passing to move the ball, they don't they don't uh, blow me away in the running game, that's for sure. So I think Jacksonville's able to handle this one. 
Yeah. No, this is like, I feel like every week there just aren't that many kind of locks to look at. This, to me, this was probably the easiest game that I was able to pick. So, all right. So I got three. Collins. All right, Jack. Yeah, Jack, you're up with your fourth game. What do you got? I got Washington at home is getting a point and a half against the Minnesota Vikings. Um, Vikings have looked real good lately, so they're probably due, I guess. They're due for a loss. That's your feel here? Yeah, sure. <laughs> you don't you don't feel too great about this one, do you? No. No, this is <laughs> I'm regretting the strategy now, but Yeah. I have uh, I have Minnesota minus one and a half in this game. I I just I don't really understand. I, look, I know Minnesota's got a great defense. Which honest honestly, every time I see their defense, I just wonder what it must be like to to watch a defense that isn't one of the worst in the league, but it's actually one of the best in the league. It just it must be so much fun to actually care about that side of the ball and not in a oh my god they're going to suck kind of way. So I'm I'm really it's just jealousy. I'm just jealous of a of a good defense. So, I don't know, man. Minnesota just keeps getting it done. Case Keenum apparently is like the best quarterback in the league. Who knew? Um, I, I don't I don't really get it. It seems like after losing Delvin Cook that they would have struggles. They they haven't really. I don't I don't know what's going on with this team, but they just keep pulling out wins. And they keep, honestly, they keep winning games, it feels like, pretty strongly. Like, I, I don't feel like they're like squeaking games out and getting lucky. Um yeah, it doesn't seem like it's, you know, Seattle like just pulling out games in the fourth quarter cuz they can never get a lead early or or Detroit basically doing the same thing. I they just kind of seem to just keep taking control of games with that defense and just pounding teams. So, I have that a Colin. Like, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to move it to Colin, but if you had something. Okay. I was going to say I feel like the last few years every team that's been hosting the Super Bowl has had like a Super Bowl host bump of Everybody talks all season about how they're playing above hmm. expectations and can maybe go all the way to play the Super Bowl in their home stadium. I'd so have to the, like the Cardinals a couple of years ago had a weird year where they were super good and hosting it. Yeah, and the Dolphins, I feel like, had that weird year where they were good and I don't know. That'd be interesting. I've done zero research into this. <laughs> I just thought of it. But, but the Niners were weirdly good a couple of years ago when they hosted. Yeah, I would. Uh, I'd want to go back and look at that. That's an interesting thought. I, I hadn't thought about it, but I, I guess I could see it. I mean, although I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you're like actively thinking about it throughout the year as a as a player. Yeah, they have advertisements and stuff in the stadiums, don't they? Yeah, Super yeah. Bowl and everything. You walk around your hometown all season and see, hey, the Super Bowl is going to be here. Maybe that gives you some extra. That yeah, that's fair. I I'll go with that. Okay, yeah, we'll have to do a a hardcore research study into that, and figure it out. Um, Colin, you have this game as well. What do you got? I too. I'm going to try and cheer Jack up a little bit. I too. I took Washington plus one and a half. Uh, I think this feels like a classic Vikings comeback down to earth game. They got the ex- expectations built up. It's right in the middle of the season when they start to fall apart a little bit. Um. I love Washington as a home underdog here. I think Cousins is playing really well. They just won in Seattle, which was impressive. I mean, it's hard to do. Um, so I think Washington is able to uh, beat Minnesota straight up here. Could be a bit of a letdown game, though. It's a big win over Seattle on the road, last second touchdown, all that fun stuff. I don't know. Colin, um... I got a question for you. Yeah. Do you like that? I do like that. Yeah, I feel good about this. Uh, all right. I want to I want to address your your speculation on 
Super Bowl fever. I, I, as a Minneapolis resident hosting the Super Bowl this year, uh, I really haven't seen too much of it yet. Okay. Just, just a lot of road construction leading up to it so that people can uh, actually get to the game. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that construction will be done right on time. I'm sure. I'm sure. So, okay, uh, you guys both – or no, 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 Jack, do you you only have four games, right? Yep. Yeah. All right, Jack, then why don't you go ahead and give us your fifth. All right, again, the Sunday night game, the Broncos are getting seven and a half points against the Patriots. This feels like uh, betrayal, but it's part of the system. Man, has that spread reflected uh, the gaining – a fake injured Martellus Bennett, or, or no? I, I'm not sure yet. Sorry, I'm a, I'm a little salty. Yeah, um, I feel like it came. You sent the lines after it came out, but also that's it true. might not have changed yet. Who knows? No, I don't think it would really change that much. Because I mean, honestly, I bet you even if he's healthy, they I don't know if they put him right back in right away. Uh I really do think this is going to end up being just these two teams just straight up colluded to make a a crazy weird trade. That, that's it's my... almost exactly the same thing that happened with Laguerre Blunt a couple years ago when he signed with the Steelers and was not happy, and then they released him, and he magically signed with the Patriots again. Yeah, yeah. This so is... you mean the same thing that just happened with Brian Hoyer? Yeah, uh, the Patriot <laughs> way. Yeah, uh, I don't know. This is uh, uh, it's murky. I'll put it that I way. I mean, this one, anybody else could have claimed him on waivers. It's not like he cleared waivers. They actually had to claim him. No, but, and that's true. I just think that they did a sufficient job of scaring other teams away yeah. by by basically... That, yeah, selling that injury as being a real problem. Well, yeah, selling an injury as being a real problem. And also, I mean, I, I don't know, like, that's a weird designation to throw. I don't know how many times you guys have ever seen that. I, that might be the first time I've ever seen a team do that. Um, at least that I know of. I mean, I've, maybe it's lesser known players. Maybe it's happened before. And we just don't hear about it. But I mean, I feel like if I was another team and I saw that, I would just kind of be like, no, nope, not for me. But the Patriots can say, yeah, who cares? Sure. Why not? We're already really good anyways. So I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, I the, the one hole there is that, I mean, it really costs the Patriots nothing. If he doesn't work out, they can just put him on injured reserve or cut him. That every, any other team could have done that too. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. I, I don't know. I, it just, the whole thing just feels a little weird. I don't know why. That's, that, that's all. Uh, okay. Let's, I guess we'll, we'll move back again or we'll move on because I, I feel like I just, I don't know what else to say about this. It just feels disgusting. Uh, right. I, I came very close to picking Broncos plus seven and a half, too. So, um, you know, that, that half point is big. It, it is. It is. But man, Denver like can't put any points on the board. I mean, I know. New England's defense, Their defense is bad. just plays so well at home, though. Yeah, no, and also moving forward, man, if you want to bet against Denver, they are 0 4 on the road this season. Uh, so just, just keep that one tucked away for future weeks. All right, I'm going to go to my fifth game here, the last one of our uh, 15 picks here. And look, I didn't actually really want to pick this game, but I've pretty much done it every week except for the immediate week after. Brett Hundley coming in, so I'm going to take the Packer game again. Chicago is favored by five and a half points in this game, and uh, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I'm going to take Chicago minus five and a half. It's a big spread. Uh, it's it's like the first time the Bears have been favored against the Packers in nine years, which is sad. Neat. Yeah. Mitch Trubisky knows about eight plays in the playbook, and this is a pretty good indicator of what Vegas thinks this Green Bay Packers team is. And and here's a little uh, 
I don't know, sober truth. Vegas is usually pretty right about teams. Basically, they're saying that the Packers are garbage without Aaron Rodgers. And if any, if there's any truth from watching the last couple of weeks without him, I would go ahead and say it's true. When I was watching Monday night, I saw a team basically that uh, as soon as they gave up their first touchdown, it seemed like the game was over because I don't really get how they're going to mount a comeback. If they're ever down by 10 points in a game, I don't know how they're going to get 10 more points. Chicago's got a great defense. I don't know, man. Like I can't really envision a scenario in which Green Bay wins this game. Or to be to be really frank, I I don't know if they're going to be favored in any of the games they play the rest of the year. They might be favored against the Browns. It's on the road, so I mean the Browns get a built-in three points. So I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's how bad the Packers are right now. And honestly, I'm dreaming of a Browns Packers pick them. Oh man! Oh boy! <laughs> I think we'd be we'd be forced to pick that. Uh, but I mean, honestly, yeah, I just I don't know how. The thing is that this team, there are certain teams in the NFL that when they're down by not that many points, they just can't come back. Like I mean, but you know, like teams like the Lions or the Packers or or the Patriots or whoever, when they're down by a bunch, I mean, they got really good quarterbacks who can, you know, normally the Packers are there and Rodgers. Uh, you know, normally they can come back and it doesn't matter if they're down by 14 early in the game. But when you have a quarterback who apparently can't throw the ball over six yards without being, you know, uh, without throwing an interception, I guess, according to Mike McCarthy, and you don't run your best running back more than six times in the game and a bunch of a slew of other problems, including one of the worst defensive coordinators in the last decade. Um, I can't really envision a scenario in which they can either hold a deficit to 10 points or less and then kind of build up from it on offense. I, I don't. I don't see that scenario. Bears defense too good. I, I don't know. I think Brett Hundley just needed a little bit more time invested into him. Maybe three years just isn't enough. Yeah. Nah. What a what an <laughs> absolute joke. I mean, this is it's the exact same crap. Do you remember like Graham Harrell, uh, Packers, oh, what, yeah. like a seventh round draft pick or something? Like, oh yeah, we love this guy. Yeah, they had him for a couple years and then they had to bring him in. Uh, I think either in a regular season game or they played him in pre preseason and he was just an absolute disaster it was like this is the guy that you had so much invested in like you couldn't have figured it out from practice reps like no assistant coach was able to come up to mccarthy and be like oh we, we got a problem here we gotta we gotta bring a veteran in this is bad but no so, I mean, it's just i don't i don't get how you can possibly if you, if you assess that brett hundley can actually win you a football game i don't i don't get how that's possible i, I just uh, i don't know I, I gotta be honest i am at the point with the green bay packers right now where I, it would it would be kind of fresh to to see something change, and the only way to really I think enact any sort of change on this team is to kind of bottom out, uh, because if they win like three more games and end the season seven and nine, they're going to find a way to say you know what Capers wasn't really that bad. Just look at all these advanced stats that we made up to show that he's okay, uh, you know, or or Ted Thompson. We could move on to a guy who can actually draft somebody on defense, but no, we won't because look at all these Im- imaginary stats we made up. So I don't know if they bottom out, maybe win one or two more games tops, or maybe you know my my dream they win zero and they get like a top six draft pick or something. Screw it, let's go for it. Not that Ted Thompson would pick the right guy anyway, so who cares? I'm bitter. He'd trade it down. Honestly, he would. I mean, I don't think there's a question about that, which would be really ridiculous. All right, there's our uh, 15 picks. I guess we got to kind of we got to kind of motor on here. So I won't even uh, I won't go over them because it's just you know you already listen. You you know what games we picked. It's all good. Uh, so with that said, I guess we have to get to the best part of the week. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, it's time for Club Indigo's Grinder of the Week. Here's the real OG, that's the original grinder, Jack Anchelis. All right, we kind of had to come up with this on the fly, so we had to help Jack out a little bit. But Jack, who's our uh, who's our grinder of the week? Well, it is definitely not me because I already forgot who it is. <laughs> All right, I I remember, Colin. You want to do it? Uh, yeah, as a, as a, a a big this is a big moment for me announcing the grinder of the week. I've dreamed I figured, about this for quite some time. Yeah, I figured I would uh, give you that honor. Our grinder of the week is Giannis onto the Kumpo. Oh uh, yeah, uh, scoring his, a, a, a shoe deal uh, just in time to go out to Portland and sign that thing. Uh, Bucks at Trailblazers. Way to uh, really grind the business deals in with the NBA season schedule. Um, I, just a general note on Giannis onto the Kumpo. Uh, we are really at a point where his hype has never been higher. I uh, was you know, perusing ESPN the other day and around the horn had the conversation, whose career would you rather, or who would you rather have on your team for the next five years, LeBron James or Giannis Antetokounmpo? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, Giannis is real now. It's uh, like a national story. I mean, you know, I think we all knew that he could be really good, but I mean, the guy's 22 and he's putting up insane numbers. And if he keeps going in this direction and if he finds a jump shot that's worth anything, because I mean, right now he's, he's you know, all of his stuff is in the paint or just attacking the rim. And I mean, his shooting percentage is high, but it's not really shots. If he can even get like a mid-range jumper that's somewhat consistent, I don't know how you, the hell you stop the guy. And there's a real chance that he becomes the best player in the league when LeBron James drops off and Kevin Durant's getting a little bit older and Curry's been in the league for, what, 10 years now already? I mean, it's... That's crazy to think about. Bucks have to figure out a way to get some pieces around him so he stays because I'm getting this vibe like he's not going to. And I think I might stop watching Bucks basketball forever. I think I might just he's bail. Already, he's already said that he doesn't care about playing in big market. Yeah. Yeah, he I, loves Milwaukee. Yeah. yeah a lot of people have moved said. moved his entire family there. Yeah. From... Which right. does he love more, Milwaukee or smoothies? Yeah, I don't, Jack. I don't know if you know this, but you can move your family to other cities too. Uh, no. It's well, yeah. I think it's different though that he moved his entire family from another country and they put down roots there. Yeah, no, I I agree. Um, I think he feels a certain amount of allegiance to the Bucks too because they were the only team that gave him a chance. They they showed yeah. they showed him how much they valued him when they drafted him, and no one else even knew who he was. Yeah, well, I mean. They did, but all they knew was YouTube videos. I mean, well, they also originally were just going to draft and stash him and send him back over to Europe for a year or two, and then they gave him a chance to play. And all of a sudden, I mean, that first year he wasn't phenomenal, but he showed enough that they kept him over, and then gave him more run the next couple of years, and now he is insane. Honestly, if you go back and like watch any of the footage from his rookie year, like it is insane how much he has grown physically and in term like in basketball sense in those four years uh, it just he weighed like nothing when he came into the league he was tiny yeah. and, and now he's like an absolute behemoth it, it is it's crazy and also it'd be kind of nice if thon maker could go down that road a little bit i don't know if that's possible but you know we'll, we'll see yeah another key part of the honest being the grinder is that he was like literally almost homeless and greased and had zero money. And now he's a three-digit millionaire. Yeah, uh, no, for sure. And um, another another fun little aspect of this whole thing is, I don't know if you guys remember earlier, I believe in the summer, 
is it Adidas, I believe, dropped by the Bucks practice facility with like one of those like big time like moving vans and just dropped off a bunch of custom shoes for Giannis to try to entice him to sign with Adidas. Um, you know, if they had done if they had done the normal Adidas thing that they do with college athletes and just brought up a van of cash, then he maybe would have gone over there. But uh, you know, I just wanted to take a shot at Adidas. That's all I was doing. Okay. <laughs> That's all we got for Grinder of the Week. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think if we have anything else here. For like the ninth straight week in a row, we don't have another three-man pick. We've only had four of those this entire year, which is crazy. Um, I'm just looking at everything. I don't know. Colin, you're you're our, uh, kind of the secretary here of the pod. We got anything else? No, I think we covered it all again. Uh, yet again, a perfect attendance record. You know, doing well. Uh, excited to pick up some Giannis one. Dude, I... I've never like I've never been a sneakerhead or anything, but like I kind of want them. I don't even know what they look like. They haven't even been thought about yet, <laughs> and I kind of want to buy them. So, Holiday season 2018. Yeah, seriously. All right. Well, we'll leave it there. As always, check out the blog at thebig1070.com slash Joel, where you can check out this uh, podcast, other things that I post, all that cool stuff. Check out Lucas in the Morning. How about that? I produce that most days every week on the Big 1070 iHeartRadio app wherever or we uh, stream it on facebook live subscribe to the youtube channel that's youtube.com slash joel the f i tweet it out on my twitter handle that's at joel finkelman uh so you can subscribe there it'll tell you tell you when we go live you can follow colin on twitter at colin kuberk you can follow jack on twitter at anchelis uh check out what uh, the iHeartRadio app look for the finkelcast and all itunes and whatever other podcast apps it's all there i promise so uh yeah colin good on you buddy thanks for coming on today Good to you both. Big weekend for the Gophers. $5 bits of broken chair trophy on the line. Oh, dude, I can't wait. We were just talking about that yesterday. Jack, thanks for uh, jumping on. Thank you. Um, I guess now hashtag rest in peace, crunk juice. Uh, I'll, I'll do a little work. I'll see what I can do, but I, I think it's dead. So, <laughs> all right. All right. We will uh, see those guys next time. And, uh, yeah, well, hopefully we can get one next week. I'll let you guys know on Twitter once again, at Joel Finkelman. We'll see everybody next time on the Finkelcast. Peace out. Fall right down on my face. I was confused. Looking everywhere.